Welcome to our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you're here. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about Jesus loving God and serving each other. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com and find us on Facebook at Clemson Foothills Church. At CFC, we're just a group of people following Jesus and helping others do the same. So hopefully this podcast will be useful to you. Now let's dive into the episode for this week. So one of my favorite things about not just January, but it's one of my favorite things about the, just the world we live in is um, we have different seasons, okay? I, I appreciate it more because when we lived in Florida, there was just one season in Florida. It's hot the whole year around, okay? I mean, there's not many seasons. I really enjoy coming up here and when we moved here because we actually have different seasons and we find ourselves the first Sunday of January okay is um, this is a new season it's a new season for us as a church right it's a it's a new season I like new things they're helpful for me and we have a lot of new things that God gives us we have you know what every month there's a new month and every day there's a new day you know things are new I love that I love that God reminds us just by his own by his own creation that there's this continual reminder that there's something new right and so it's you know again I don't know what your philosophy is on New Year's stuff and all those kind of things but I would hope that the very least that it would excite you that God gives us new things all the time and we have new years, and we have new months, and we have new weeks, and we have new days, and we have all of those different things. And so, again, as we kind of start this, this is a, a pretty important season that we find ourselves in. Each year, we kind of set aside the first month or so at the Clemson Foothills Church um, to slow down a little bit. We just came out of, um, man, uh, for probably everybody, man working hard for four months or five months or six months or eight months maybe or ten months or whatever it was for you where there's a lot of things going on it's life gets really busy we go through the holidays it's pure chaos sometimes it feels like and we stop and we we uh, just slow everything down we're preparing ourselves so in one week we'll be we'll be all together participating in our 21-day fast. And it's really important. It's really important in our year. It's really important just as a community to slow down, to take some kind of inventory into our own lives. That's what I've been doing. I I can tell you coming out of uh, last year, man, I felt exhausted, like inside, Outside, you name it. I mean, I feel like from Halloween until New Year's, I felt like I was sick, right? I felt like everybody's been sick at some point along those, along that kind of timeline. Like there's all kinds of things. Poor Christian's back is going out all over the place, you know. And anyway, um, this is why it's important. And I want to share some things as we go into 
um, this season, okay? This is a question that's important. And, and I know if you spend time with Abby, and I've incorporated this, if you're spending time with me, you probably heard us ask you this question. But it's really an important question. It's a question for all of us to ask, how's your soul? Right? To really think, like, how is my soul? I love the way that Jesus teaches. He teaches all kinds of different ways. I know we all have our favorite ways of learning and, and, and all those things. Jesus taught in all kinds of different ways. One of my favorite ones is he teaches in parable, and he told this really fantastic parable about these four soils, right? And typically, you know, we look at the seed, you know, the Word of God, and it falls, some of it falls on a path, some of it falls among rocks and rocky soil, some among the thorns, and some in the good soil, right? This is helpful to get an idea. I would, I would probably hazard a guess that if you're sitting here today, Okay, that, um, you know, the, the first soil is kind of like you hear the word of God and it's just snatched up very quickly. So there's probably a better than average chance that's not probably the condition of our soul at this point. All right. But just this idea of, you know, how, how is my soul? Is it kind of, is, is it rocky? Not a whole lot of root you know, that the roots haven't been sinking in deeply, right? It might be the good soil. Here's the thing to keep in mind, okay? This is, I, I get, we come to church, we've got things to work on, but the truth of the matter is that doesn't mean you can't be the fourth soil, right? Sometimes we just neglect that, like, no, no, no nobody could ever do that. <laughs> well, no, no, that's okay to be that way. I know it, sometimes, isn't it, you know, like that in church, you, you'd almost... So it, it's almost easier or, or more acceptable sometimes to go, man, I'm always, I've always got to be struggling if I'm going to be open and honest. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, Jesus, I think, opens the door that we can't be healthy. Right? That we can be the fourth soil. That that is a possibility. That that isn't something that's just like after we die at some point, right? Okay? Right. But... The chances are we probably do fall into a couple of areas, right? It's this rocky soil or these thorns, right? It's interesting in the book of Luke, he says it's like the worries of this world, the riches of this world, the pleasures of this world, like slowly choke us out over time. And this is a season for us to take a look back and to have an idea of, first of all, how is my soul? And... Based on that condition, okay, how did I get to that place? We're living organisms, okay? The Holy Spirit living inside of us is a living thing, okay? It's a, he is alive inside of us, okay? We talked about last year the ability for the Spirit to be quenched, the ability, the ability of, the, of the Holy Spirit to be kind of choked out, all right? And so getting an idea of how, how is my soul, that's not a question Probably it can be answered at this moment in time. But it's a question for us to ask, how is my soul and how do we get to this place? Oftentimes, you know, so here in Luke 8, this is what I just mentioned right here, is this idea of the seed falling among the thorns. Uh, they uh, are choked with worries, riches, and pleasures of life. 
we're probably all pretty familiar with the worries, the riches, and the pleasures of life for the most part. All right? If not, then, like you may go, but well, I'm not rich. <laughs> You're affected somehow with wanting more, you know, in some way, shape, or form, but it's this idea of, man, this can choke us out. Right? So what does that look like? This is what this is what happens. This is what happens just living in the world. Alright? We're hurrying and worrying and distracted and on a on oftentimes autopilot of accumulation. Sometimes we just want to seek refuge. Like I just want the pain to go away. I want I want how I feel to go away. And we can find all kinds of ways. I mean, there can be things as benign as, you know, I just look at social media all day or something like that. It can be as benign as I just go and kind of like look at things I want to buy. But then it can be things like um, drug abuse and alcohol abuse and pornography and all of these things. We're seeking refuge and we become, without even thinking, just problem-centered. Have you ever noticed that? How easy? And maybe not, okay? You, you may, don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm making you say that. I, I'm just saying that's what can happen to live a life that's just a little bit aimless, a life where it's just, we just are living in this world. This is what happens without trying very hard. Mm. Right? It's this idea of, I'm in a hurry. I'm worrying about things I can't control. I'm distracted constant, constantly. We oftentimes don't pay much attention, but there's this, this idea, and, and quite honestly, like manufacturers hope for this, is that we're going to not just want something, but we're going to want more of that thing. Like we keep buying more from us. And we're going to make our things break, so then you'll buy them again from us. Okay? And there's this idea of accumulation in a weird way, just because I'm scared not to have enough of, of a thing, right? And so, again, this is what happens. And, again, this is not obviously an exhaustive list. Right? It, you could add or subtract or whatever, but having an idea of, man, um, is this what's happened in 2023? Kind of an aimless, haven't paid much attention, haven't really even thought through this enough, and here's where I find myself at the end, right? And what does it do? It really affects our ability to even concentrate on something. Have you had that problem before? Yeah. I thought, I mean, I'm not kidding you. So I turned 50 this year. Last year I turned 50. So I'm going to turn 51 here in a little bit, okay? Like the other side of the mountain, man. Like it's downhill, right? Am I right? No. Uh, but so, so, so but, but here's the interesting thing. I'm going, oh my goodness, is there something wrong? With because my level and my ability to concentrate was terrible the last six months. And I'm thinking, is there something wrong with me? Well, no. Here's the interesting thing is, is this is what happens 
when we just kind of fall into the world's way of doing things is we're not able to concentrate. We're not able to contemplate. We're not able to just rest. Resting can begin looking like just worldly leisure, right? Just like, how can I just feel physically refreshed, okay? So this is what can happen. And thinking about that question, how, how's your soul? Right? How, how is your soul? Has it been affected by any of these things? Do you feel a little bit cynical about those things ever changing? Do, do you feel overwhelmed with the idea that could this even ever change? Or it's just every year, it's just, no, we just kind of, you know, we, we, we hope for something different. Hmm. I, I hope and I think what we're going to see is there is definitely not the ability to change. God gives us the power to change. Okay. This is what the world is telling us. This is the world's philosophy. Hey, man, life's a roller coaster. Just handle every bump that comes your way. You'll survive. Just hold on. Have you ever thought of this before? Hey, just hold on. Hey, it's going to be like this forever. Could you imagine how terrible it would be to ride a roller coaster constantly? <laughs> over and over and over and over again, okay? But here's the interesting thing. This is what Jesus says. Something very different. Come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's very different. That looks very different. In, in our lives, that looks very different. Do you think Jesus meant it when he said this? Do you think he was fooling us? Like, hey, if you come to me, I'm going to promise you something that I don't really ever intend to give you. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I will guarantee you that us, as well as the rest of the world, is out there hurrying and worrying and is distracted and looking for all kinds of refuge and looking to accumulate and all these things. And then you have Jesus. And this is the part, and I appreciate what Christian shared, is Jesus didn't just say, hey, I want a bunch of people who just believe me. He's like, no, I want people who are going to come and follow me. And this is going to become what life is about. This is what's going to be like life in the kingdom <clears throat> is the weary and the burden coming and I will give you rest. Does anyone know what this is from? Yes. NES, 1985, right there. I can't tell you how many times have you ever, like you guys probably don't remember if you're if you were born in the last 20 years, but um, video games used to be a thing where you just hit the reset button yep. and you get all angry because I couldn't beat, you know, Super Mario or whatever it was. And then you look, I'm just going to hit reset. <laughs> See, here's the deal is, is that was nice to have. Sometimes this is what we need as well. Let's go, man, I'm going to hit the reset button. Okay, like, like we've got to do that at times, okay? And I want to put this word up on the board right here. 
Okay, and I, I want I wonder what your relationship is to this word. Mm-hmm. Right? For me, me and Abby were talking last night, and this is by the way, this is my word of the year. Okay? So here's the interesting thing is, is, is we were talking and Abby said, ah, the, the mysterious island of joy, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's the idea, this is hard for me, okay, this is a tough one, and I didn't just choose this just because this is the word of the year and now I'm going to force all you, you guys to try to be joyful, that sounds weird, huh? are you going to force us to be joyful, require us to be joyful? Make us be joyful, because I'll go find another church. Okay, I'll go somewhere where they don't care about this stuff. But I wonder, what's your relationship to this word? For for me, this is everything about who I am as a person. This is hard. Everything about it, okay? Because, man, listen, we could go on for hours about all that makes up who I am. Yeah. Of why this would be difficult, but let's look at some scriptures. You'll probably figure it out as we go. Okay. John fifteen eleven. This is part of my memory verses right here, and so it's like right in the middle of what I've been doing. I have spoken these things to you. This is what Jesus says, right? So that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be complete. Think about how ridiculous that sounds. Think about how head-scratching that is in our world. Jesus goes, no, I I have spoken these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Is that possible? Here's the deal. Like I said, you may be on a spectrum of cynicism, all right? And believe me, I've been on different parts of this spectrum. All right? Jesus knew this was real. Okay? And he says, I have spoken these things to you. So let's look at this. Let's just talk about joy just for a second. What does it mean? That, listen, we may have already come to a place in the lesson where you're like, I'm tired of hearing about joy. <laughs> I don't need this. All right? That's, that's okay. Just bear with me. All right? Calm contentment and peace despite circumstances. That, that's what the actual word is. That, that's the Greek word. Calm contentment and peace. There's, hey, here's the interesting thing. We just came out of the season of peace and joy. Right? Christmas time. That's the season of peace and joy. <laughs> Yet we oftentimes rarely come out of that season feeling like, oh, wow, we just... We interacted in in a way that produced peace and joy. Calm, contentment, and peace. Despite circumstances. Alright? This is different than I want to be happy all the time. We're we're not going to look at James where he says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials. I'm just going to tell you, if you're bracing yourself for that, we're not going to talk about that today. Okay? But this idea of, isn't this phenomenal that Jesus said, I want this to be in you so this could be complete in my people. Mm. Calm and content and peaceful despite circumstances. Right? What's interesting, let me see if I I get in trouble doing this sometimes. 
What's interesting is, is none of these things are compatible with joy. There isn't a single one that's compatible with calm, content, and peaceful despite my circumstances. In fact, almost all of these have to do with needing to change my circumstances. Romans 15. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe in him so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. If we didn't learn anything last semester, if there was one thing I would implore us to remember, okay, um, is that the little section right here, um, as you believe in him, guys, this is killing our theology because it's so often that, that's, that, that almost paints a picture of Jesus just asking for a group of people who believe in him, okay? Is the better way, the more proper way to even read that translation is as you believe him. That's very different, okay? So now may the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace as you believe him. Believe him for what? Believe him in the way that he's, that he's telling us how to live life here on this earth. What it looks like to follow him, to be a citizen of, of his kingdom. So that you may be abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's good. Right. These are just these are home run scriptures right here, okay? It's hard to argue with these, isn't it? First Peter 1. You haven't seen him, but you love him. This is Peter writing this, by the way, okay? I mean, this is this is a brother in Christ writing this. You haven't seen him, but you love him. You don't see him now, but you believe him, and so you rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. Because you are attaining the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So, for instance, when I enter into Scripture, when I have lived life in a way where I have been hurting and worrying and distracted and just fearful and all of these different things, here's the interesting thing. I read a verse like that and I think there's no way that can be true. Like, who looks like this? Peter said, you haven't seen him, but you love him. You don't see him now, but you believe in him. And so you rejoice in a way that's not even describable. Here's the question, okay? Because I may be just laying it on too thick. Would you say, man, that's me right there. Like, I couldn't put it to work until I read 1 Peter 1, but that's exactly my reality. I hope so. That, that's my hope. My hope is all of us as we mature that these aren't abstractions, but that these are actually, oh, this is actually a real thing. This is an expectation. This is not just that. This is, this is what real life in the kingdom is about. So here's a couple of things. And, and again, what does this season hold for us? 
right? When, 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 when we look at this, and as you're taking your own, you know, kind of inventory of your soul, as you're taking your inventory, and you're going, okay, hey, here are some things that are happening, man, I'm all over the place, I'm totally like, not attentive to anything. I'm just trying to make it through the day. Every new morning, as Keith said, like every new morning is just another roller coaster to the end. Like maybe that's what's been happening. Here's what's going to be required of us is a realignment. Like realigning back to our king, right? The biblical word is repentance is begin thinking differently. So I would guess from my own personal conversations and just from just different times we've gotten together to talk about, you know, these different things that can happen in life, right? The hurting and all of those kind of things. My guess is, is that we're probably all like in some place, in some way, shape or form, in this cycle. All right, this is kind of like what the world does. It doesn't mean that you failed. It doesn't mean that you're that God doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that in some way, shape, or form you're you're less than or something like that. But probably finding yourself in a place where you're going, life makes me tired. And then the more tired I get, the more kind of like out of control I get. And the more kind of like then I mean, the truth of the matter is that so much we, we have families with brand new babies, right? Yeah. It's, you know what happens? Like, what happens when the baby gets like overtired? They don't always go right to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It's like they get they get amped even more, right? It's like I'm tired, and then so then you get overtired and you're overstimulated. Then all of a sudden, it's like everything's chaos. And we look at our babies probably at times and go, what is wrong with you? And maybe one day Jesus will open their mouths and go, what's wrong with you? Y'all do this as adults. Right? We, we've learned to do these things. And without this, without this idea of going, things have to change in the way I'm thinking about things. In the way that we're thinking about things. Right? And so this season, like, what, what is this season about, okay? What does repentance and realignment look like? It is a prioritization of time with God. There's going to have to be some things that go from our schedule. Yes. There's going to have to be problems. I mean, listen, if, it's, if we're so busy and so hurried and so worried and so distracted and all these things, there has to be something that we have to go, okay, this thing has to go. Amen. Right? It may be the source of all of those things. I don't know. I mean, that's just that's what we've got to kind of look at and help each other with. I love the old classic verse right here of 2 Timothy 3, right? All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable. It's beneficial for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. I love that. But have you noticed before? Because, listen, I know for a fact, there's some in here, man, you're going to have your quiet time every single day. 
And, and listen, here's what I want to say. If that isn't your conviction, I would ask for it to become your conviction. Okay? I, I, I'm just, here's the deal. Whatever your relationship with, with quote unquote, a quiet time and checking the box, here's what I'm going to say. There's no realignment or repentance outside of being in the Word of God. There's none. It won't happen. It won't happen if the Word of God just has to like be a part of our lives, you know, when things are convenient and all that. This is a radical realignment of how we do life. Yeah. Right? And so it's the prioritization of time with God. Second Corinthians 10, this is phenomenal. This is this is this is a this is helpful and hard, okay? For though we live in the body, we don't wage war in an unspiritual way, since the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. That's good news right there, okay? He's saying, no, there's a method of fighting and battling that destroys strongholds, all right? We demolish arguments and every high-minded thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive to obey Christ. I, this, is, this, is, this is a tough one. Because this is what it requires. This is what I know it requires of me, and this is what I know it requires of us. Is what, like, how serious are we about every single thought that comes into our head being taken captive? I, like this isn't this isn't just a weekend warrior mentality of man. I'm going to try to take every thought captive. It's no every thought that comes into my mind is going to become obedient to Jesus. Okay, is there's this idea of going man? Um, um, things don't get to come into our brains without going through the filter of Jesus and His Word. That's a a radical decision to make. That's a difficult decision to make. Because have you ever been in a place where you've just kind of let everything that comes in and you've already judged it to be right or wrong or good or bad and you've allowed things to come into your mind and it just kind of wrecks your attitude and it wrecks your day and it wrecks your relationships and we start assuming things. You start hearing things that were never said. <clears throat> I mean, that, that's often, that's how relationships get damaged oftentimes, right? We take every thought captive. And Philippians 4 is, man, this is the home run right here. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, right? This is great. Through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses every thought, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This actually gives us something very tangible to be doing, okay? Is this idea of, hey, let all of your requests be made known. Let them all. Pray with thanksgiving. Let all your requests be made known to God. Okay? And what does he say? The peace of God which surpasses every thought will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's a pretty significant promise right here. 
That's a pretty significant promise. When we are putting all of these together and we're going, okay, I need to be mindful about what's coming into my mind and what that what I'm believing about that and what this is saying and all of these things. And then it's this idea that Paul shares with us to the Philippian church. And he says, here's the deal. Pray about everything and give your requests about everything and do it with thanksgiving. And your heart and your mind will be guarded. The peace of God, which surpasses every thought, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Whew, boy, that's a lot of stuff. That's pretty heavy for a season of slowing down and a season to like, let's, let's kind of let the roots sink in a little deeper. This seems kind of heavy. Oh man, this seems kind of tough. Uh, and so again welcome to the first weekend of 2024 the, the question is when it comes back to realignment and repentance in, in any regard is are we willing to make the changes and the sacrifices that actually will create change or is it one of those things where we're like, I made it through last year, I'll make it through this year. There's a lot that goes that goes with this. And we're going to be talking about some more things. This Thursday we'll be talking about our 21-day fast and preparing for that. But, but now is the time. Like, let's take advantage of these weeks that we start our year out. To, to take a deep breath, get reconnected and realigned with the ways that Jesus lived his own life out. Right? And, and we're going to pay attention to some of those as well. So we're going to land the plane. We're going to bring it in right now, okay, and finish up. Um, but again, this will be something we're just going to be spending our time over the next few weeks um, living out this season of hopefully refreshment and joy Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about us or have any questions, please visit ClemsonFoothills.com. You can also text Foothills to 94000 to stay up to date on everything going on here at CFC. 